Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. This week, we have a very, very special episode for all of you. Jasmine and Dulé Hill have written a children's book called Repeat After Me. It is so beautiful. It is so special. And we wanted to have them on the podcast. It's such a special occasion that they're actually, we're not even talking about an episode this week. We are just talking to them about this very special book that all of you should go out and buy right now. And we'll give you all those details on the podcast. Enjoy. Listen, you need to come over. Yeah. Can I just come over? Literally, over. I will come over to like tomorrow. I miss come you all so much. Come over tomorrow. We would love to see you any day. I any can come day over tomorrow. Available. Let's see what time. What time <laughs> I'm like, no, we're getting do like get got his calendar out. Let's see. I I probably could or the next yeah. Or the next, and no, let's just make a we're let's available make a, from okay from ten till at least at least three thirty. Okay, and, and you can stop by my house on the way and get that um and see Mabel. That, you can meet the Mabel and you can get the oceanized blue Mike Mike uh, Mike <laughs> cover. Yeah. Well, listen, I think you're coming to the Valley tomorrow. I think tomorrow's the Valley love Day. To see you. I would. We I don't would care if we just hug. You. Back to the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. I miss it so much. <laughs> Come on back, Magathy. <laughs> Magathy. Okay. Magathy and Timothy. Magathy. <laughs> Oh my God! Please More come over to the valley, Timagi, Timagi. <laughs> you guys and Tim Timagi, Timagi. What's my What's mine? Timagi. Well, Tim- well, oh, Timagi. Yeah, she was doing a hybrid. I was Got just it. doing like I was doing a Magathy, Magathy, yeah. and Timothy. Magathy. So we have a. Mama. We also do Taggy sometimes. Oh, taggy. oh Tim and I. Cute. We do Taggy. Taggy's yeah. Cute. Taggy's I just think pretty. Magathy sounds like you know, like if you're gonna. Hosted by Timothy and Magathy. Oh, Magathy. I like it. Hang on one second. Why is someone, why is there a doorbell going off? One right. second. Probably because somebody's at your door. It's us. Surprise. <laughs> we got to always keep trying to uphold each other and support each other. Little things yeah. along the way, just to kind of yeah. bring some. some little pops of joy. Yes, yes. Pops yeah. of joy. You know, it's, it's a lot. When we had something you could hold in your hands that had words on it and, and beautiful illustrations that, um, Spread some positivity out into the world. I was just about to say the same thing. I'm like, what a perfect segue into the <laughs> to this beautiful, positive you know pop of joy. Wow! And that's it, right there. That and that's it. Pop of joy. So Repeat after me, this is a different episode of the psychologists are in. We felt it was important and obviously like so special to have both of you. But there's no reason to talk about anything other than your book today because it deserves its own episode. And and both of them. I mean, I feel like as they are right there on their shelf. Yeah, most perfect you, perfect you. And now you all have Repeat After Me that you wrote together. So Jasmine, like most perfect, you had in the pen, you had the idea in the pandemic and you went at it. Like you were like, this book is, we need to do this. You made it happen. 
And how shortly after did, or was it at the same time that you guys were doing or decided to do repeat after me? So funny enough. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Not to speak for Maggie, but I think what she's saying is you had us at more perfect you. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, well, I I kind of was at like, it was so beautiful. I do remember you saying like, it was shortly thereafter, not surprising at all that I know that uh, we wanted, we would need more Jasmine books. So, I and then, Jasmine book. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us all about it. And I, we both read it, Tim and I, and it's so beautiful and so necessary. Oh, I feel thank like. you. Yeah. So Great. here's a secret. Psychologist. <laughs> Are in listeners. Oh, wait, Tim, um, you want to give the listeners the normal, like, pullover? Everyone said it. Tim does this very cute thing when it's like uh, an exclusive. We have psychologists are in exclusive content here for our beautiful and darling, handsome, amazing listeners. Yeah. We've got uh, in our digital studio, we have our dear friends, Dula Hill and Jasmine. Woohoo. Hello. Hello. Have you guys all pulled over and, um, <laughs> Put the weights down, put them back on the rack. Don't be messy. Wipe down your weights, wipe down the treadmill, slow it down a little bit, put it to a, a reasonable speed because you're all going to fall off. And we don't want to cause any accidents there. Okay, please, Miss Simon. Go ahead, Ms. Simon. Ms. Simon, because I'm an 18 year old single lady. <laughs> well, look, we all know you're Ms. 30. Simon. It's fine. We know your real age of 30. It's okay. Yeah, go on. Thir- three, zero. Yeah. Okay. So we actually wrote Repeat After Me first. So Repeat After Me. What? Okay, I'm already freaking out right here. What? <laughs> repeat After Me was the very first thing that ever came out of our minds and onto paper. Wow. Yeah, Thank to say? I put that disclaimer in. Thank you, Maggie, for reminding me to put the disclaimer because that would have um. It Somebody would have got a car accident. For yeah, sure. That was like. Or at the gym. Like, yeah. The GM. That, that, that really just came. You know the GM. I mean? That would just drop yeah. right in. That would have really yeah. just. Yeah, that would have been. Out a, of some people's world if they weren't prepared yeah. to hear that information that was just. Exclusively. Dropped. Shared on the yes. psychologist. Yes. Yes. Into the crevices of the ears. So, yes. <laughs> that was the first book written. And is, um, sorry, is Oprah going to be mad that we got the exclusive? Yeah. Let me check my phone. She might be texting you know, me now. You know, I, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's not pleased. You know, you know what? Anything for you, though. Yep. And Oprah's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, she knew. Thank she was you. like, she was like, hold up. Hold, hold up, Jasmine, dude. Hold up, Jasmine, dude. Don't tell me you're about to drop some 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 exclusive knowledge to the psychologists are in before you talk to me. Hold up. Jasmine, do. Because that's what, you know, that's what she calls So I actually all. looked at him because the D sounded like a T, and I was so confused. Yeah. Jasmine, do. Look, Oprah, <laughs> she can do, she can call you whatever she wants. So, I mean, yeah. It might be through. through. I mean, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> she can call me whatever she wants, or she can not call me at all, which is more likely what happens. I don't think Oprah has ever called me. Oh, she you're going to hear from her after this. She's so busy on the phone with me, Dulé. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. You know what? Sense. You have that Just thing on your phone calling. that unknown callers can't call you, so that's probably why you haven't received uh, that call. Oh, yeah, maybe. All maybe. right. So, so, yes, in the summer of 2020, Levi had just turned one. And, you know, just like most perfect you, it was just a terrible time for humanity in general (laughs) with the pandemic, with George Floyd getting murdered, Breonna Taylor getting murdered on TV. And we were sitting down watching TV and then we called Kennedy in and we said, how are you doing? How are you feeling? 
you know, very overwhelming time. And she was like, I'm fine. I'm feeling fine. And Dulé said, well, fine isn't a feeling. So like, share with us how you're feeling. And she burst into tears and she was not feeling very well. And um, after we spoke to her, I looked at Dulé and Kennedy and I said, we need to write a book. We need to write a book to remind everyone that they are not the worst of humanity and the worst mm-hmm. of themselves. And they are the best of themselves, but children are hurting and people are hurting and we need a reminder. And so I got up and I went over to the junk drawer. Now, every listener here knows that they have a junk drawer. Okay. So there, <laughs> please don't judge me. I went to the junk drawer and I, I pulled out a yellow little notepad and a pen and I sat back down on the couch and I said, okay, what are we writing? Oh. And um, I, I, I gotta stop you real quick. I, I do not believe that you have a pen that works in your junk drawer. She does, or we do. Really? Oh, that's she true. went to the it's junk like... drawer and she pulled out some jewels. <laughs> I thought that's where everybody put the pens that don't work. <laughs> I was just about to say, it's usually the pen graveyard. Yeah, it's like the pen graveyard. Yeah, it's hit or miss. You know, yes, you get some 75 25. I, yes. I got lucky that day. You know, like I went to the junk drawer the other day and then I, one pen did not work. And then I went back into the junk drawer and oh, started to sign pen. something. And it was a green pen. It was a yeah. felt tip green. And if you're signing something, green doesn't work. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But you know, you yeah. know, this day. The pins worked because it was pandemic and I probably had nothing but time to straighten out the junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> that junk drawer was probably the neatest it had been. Right, it was a very neat junk drawer. Yeah. Pan- what else did we have? You know what? We- Life was an oxymoron and so was the, the so-called junk, junk drawer. Hey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Some we people went- had a big sourdough. Jasmine cleaned out the junk drawers. Yes. And Kennedy made the sourdough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we had a lot of yeast in the house and sugar <laughs> and flour. Yeah. yeah. Just for the listeners who don't know, Kennedy is um, our this daughter's eldest child. Yes. She's amazing and to the gas, just like her parents. She's off at college, guys. Yes, she is. She's I told you, like, after reading, they're so lucky to have you all as their parents. Go on. Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah. yeah, so I sat down and I said, so what are we writing? And they kind of just looked at me like this lady is crazy. And I was like, no, we're, we're starting to write right now. We are starting is this the process. the first time they've ever said that? Right. You know, uh, have you ever seen that meme where it's like, I guess it was like maybe from The Voice or something like that, and it's Puff Daddy, when he was Puff Daddy or he was P. Diddy, and he's mm-hmm. like looking at this contestant and they both like looking Let's at each other. It. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was that was Kennedy. That was the to, moment. To okay. Like, <laughs> okay, lady. They gave me a okay, lady. I love it. Moment. I love it. However, I was serious. So I went downstairs to our bedroom and I wrote a book. And I came upstairs and I said, okay, now help me edit it uh to do like because I had never written a rhyming book before. And mm-hmm. Dulay being an amazing tap dancer has music in his head. He has a really good musicality. And so I say, does this make sense? And he'd like change that word. How about say this? Oh, wow. Add that period. You're welcome. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> about right. Yeah. Ellipsis. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, one of his greatest ones didn't. You like actually wrote a full one, but it didn't make it to the book. Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, it's very easy to become a, a children's book author. All you have to do is be married to Jasmine Simon. You see? So that's like my, that was my, my brilliance through the we whole know. process was knowing how to pick right. Well, then oh. he did. And, no, he gave me, and he gave me a couple <laughs> rhyming words. And, I, you know, here's the thing. 
Could I have written this book by myself? Yes, I could have. But also, Dulé is such a phenomenal father. And you don't hear a lot about fathers, specifically Black fathers, that encourage their children to be in tune with their emotions. And this book is really about teaching kids to be the best of themselves. And we're used to mothers teaching children that, Mm -hmm. but people aren't used to fathers teaching children that. And so it was very important for me that we do this together as a couple, even if he only added a couple rhyming words and some periods. He did help me. He was there every single step of the way. And that's the truth. Um, It's just that most of the words lived in my head and some of the rhyming words lived in his and the periods. (laughs) lived in his head. But, you know, we want to kind of change the narrative of what it means to be a father, what it means to be a black Mm -hmm. father, Mm -hmm. what it means to be present in your children's lives, what it means to be, you know, with girl dads, right? Tim O is a girl dad. You know, he has two beautiful daughters, two gorgeous daughters, and you treat and are loving to little girls, right? Mm -hmm. You, You know that you have to treat them with kitty gloves and you treat them like princesses. And when it comes to fathers and sons, people think that you don't treat, you shouldn't treat them that exact same tender way, mm. but you should. And what Dulé represents to me is the father that has on kitty gloves with his son and t- treats him so tenderly and sweetly and kindly. And, you know, every night, give me a kiss. Because there are a lot of fathers who are very tender with their children. There are a lot of Black fathers who are present with their children. Oftentimes, the what is put out there is absentee when it comes to black, black fathers. fathers. And it's oh, and it's just not true. There's so, so many fathers. I, I personally know so many, and there's so many that I don't know that are engaged in their children mm-hmm. and, and raising them up in the best way that they know how. So really, we wanted to put this out there to kind of shine a light on that, that fathers are here, fathers exist, fathers are caring, fathers are kind, fathers are loving, and they want their children to be able to embrace that too. Hopefully this book will be something that will allow children to embrace the fullness of who they are, know that they're gifted, know that they are liked, know that they are, that they're everything that is good, know that they're capable, know that they are enough, know that they are ready to take on anything that comes their way. One of the things I absolutely love about ButcherBox I love that the meat and seafood in ButcherBox is no antibiotics, no hormones, grass-fed and grass-finished on their meat, which is rare and hard to find. It means a lot to me, but it's also very, very good. I just feel like they've got everything covered in like a really good way. I really love ButcherBox. Premium meals don't have to come at a premium price. ButcherBox provides you the best meat and seafood on the planet so you can whip up quality meals on your budget. When I think of ButcherBox, I think peace of mind. That's what I think of. ButcherBox allows you to easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef and grass-finished, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. That's right. ButcherBox is humanely raised, so important to me, with no antibiotics or added hormones. And ButcherBox gives you the ultimate convenience, meat delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always and curated to customize box plans. Then there's the incredible value. ButcherBox offers a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value with exclusive member deals, recipe inspiration, guides, tips, and cooking hacks. It's the best. I recently made a bolognese with the meat. It was really good. I made it in my green pan, (laughs) which I also talk about on this podcast. I made a bolognese sauce that was so, so, so good. And I made it with my gluten-free pasta 
and it was just wonderful. And you can tell the meat is just so good. And you can feel good too. You feel good. You feel you can feel better about what you're cooking. I don't know. I'm a big fan. Get free chicken thighs for a year and $20 off your first box when you sign up today. That's three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs free in every box for a year, plus $20 off your first order when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash pineapple and use code pineapple. Claim this deal at butcherbox.com slash pineapple and use code pineapple. I would just like to point out to all our beautiful listeners here, mm-hmm. I am capable is not in the book. And every time Dulé talks about it, he says, I am capable. Mm-hmm. That was in the first version and it is our son's favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> so so when we, we do these affirmations with mm-hmm. Levi every day and we're so used to doing it that we just throw extra ones in there based on, I am a good listener because he's uh-huh. three. And, and so in the beginning, maybe a year ago when he really started grasping he remembered that I am capable was in our first version of the book. And he'll say, oh, you forgot I am capable. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll remind you. And so for all the listeners in this book, I am capable is not in there. But if we get an, a second version of this book, we will be sure to put it in. <laughs> but it's also encompassing. God, the whole idea yeah. of it all is that you are capable. Yes, you are right. ready. You are enough. And that's uh, that's really what... I mean, you say all of that in the book. Maybe the word capable right. isn't in there, but it is exactly. a... Yes. Yeah, it's, right. it mm-hmm. is... Showing that you guys, not only will it be another book, I feel like this you have I, I was reading it and I'm like, this should be a an animated show. Like you guys should have a show. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if I yeah, can say I, all of that here, but like this should be from, from Magathy's ears, <laughs> Magathy's lips to God's ears. I'm but yes. I mean ladies and gentlemen, that. I've given Maggie a new a new name if Mag- she's not really realized <laughs> I call her Magathy. You can't have somebody with a name like Timothy Amundsen. And not have Magathy Lawson as well. Yeah. So, so Scott, this has literally nothing to do with this book. But our assistant, when we were getting ready, wants us to tell you, Tim, that she loves you oh. and that you voice a lot of voices in her boyfriend's video games. You hire all oh my god genius people. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That she just brought it. She was like, "Oh yeah, we love him. He voices a lot. Here's voice a lot." I didn't know that. You know, I got to say about this book and reading it yesterday, I was really struck by the fact that, you know, I mean, we've been talking about kids and uh, parents right now, but just really was struck by how many children have never had these words said to them. Yes. And frankly, how many adults have never had these words (laughs) said to them? Tim, I had the exact same thought. I mean, yes, I think this is sort of, I was getting something from, like, this book is for everyone, Mm -hmm. even though it is, I think, written as a children's book, and we are talking about parent, you know, children and and parents and whatever, but I feel like just anyone can relate, as Tim said, many adults have never had these words, nor have they ever said these words about themselves. Yeah. Uh, That's something that Jasmine can definitely expound on, but in her writing, both yeah, uh, most perfect you and this book yeah. is something that I know she's very cognizant of of writing something that can be grasped by a young mind by children and plant those seeds inside them, but also as the adults who are reading these words to the children that they can receive something as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I do try to in both books just to say these books are like Irish twins. Wrote one and then like four days later wrote the other one, so they do have like a lot in common. It was, they both were born out of a painful moment that I felt like light needed to be in the world. So they both 
are really trying to get to the reader to let them know that they are just perfect the way they are, just in two different ways. But there is a duality to both of them. Like Dulé mentioned, mm-hmm. you read the book mm-hmm. and the book is a little tricky because when you read the book, you'll be reading it as I am. You're saying it in first person. Mm-hmm. And the children are hearing you say it. And then at the end of the book, you I say, now repeat after me. And you make whoever or ask whoever is listening to now say it in first person but you've just said every single one of them in first person so you've you have you've gotten the affirmate the reader to to give themselves the affirmations themselves yeah yeah, affirm Mm -hmm. themselves as well as now repeat after me whoever they're reading to exactly sneaky and 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 also i would say too is like and you can do a better job of expounding on it too is that it's not just the words it's not just I am enough. It's not mm-hmm. just I am ready. The way that it is written out, it actually explains, explains what, what the words are. Yeah, so the little the definition. Really, yeah. yeah. Right. In in a way that that a young child can hear that and and relate to that. So then the hope and the goal is that that really would be a seed planted inside of them that will blossom up inside of them as they go forth. Like, well, yeah, with with a kid, what does it mean? Like I am worthy. What like right. Like what does that mean? So then we tell them what that means, what that right. can mean for them in this little, you know, you only have a couple of years to be a child. So when you're a child, what does worthy mean? What does, you know, capable mean? Mm -hmm. What does enough mean? And so we did try to have little bite-sized pieces to get them to understand what, instead of just saying it, but you you can say anything, but you have to know what it means. Yeah. And when you are a kid and you are forming those associations, like the word associations with Mm -hmm. certain things, like I still do that now with things I was told, learned, whatever, when I was little, like whatever those, the association you make then, that connection you make then, as we know, it's why therapy and so many things exist because so much of this is, it it happens so young, right? That yes. these ideas are formed. And so- When you don't even know it. Yeah. At the, at the beginning right. of the book, like I wrote a letter to all of the readers, just explaining how to use the book. Like, what is the book for? How to use it? And there I do like, say that, you know, when you're, Levi is three, almost four. He only loves himself right now because he hasn't come against anybody telling him anything different than that. We shower him with love and affection Mm -hmm. and he hasn't come up against a person that says you're too short or you're too this or you're too that. And then he internalizes that thing that someone has said. And so with books like this, what our hope is, is that we will get to a child before a negative word gets to the child. And that's what kind of we is the explanation at the beginning of the book. Like before stinking thinking has a, you know, time to settle Mm -hmm. in, we kind of block that out of the way. So when someone says, you know, you're a coward or I don't know, then they can say, no, I'm not. I am brave. And then what does bravery mean? Bravery doesn't mean you go jump in front of a moving train. That's not what bravery means. Bravery in context of a child means that you're willing to do something that other people might not do. And in this situation, we have a kid that's sitting by themselves at the cafeteria. And then you see another kid being brave by going to sit with this child that nobody else is sitting with. Now that's combating two things. It's teaching children when they see that picture that it's okay to go help somebody when they're in need. If somebody is by themselves, you can be brave. You can go against the grain and go sit with someone. And it also shows people that bravery doesn't mean slaying a dragon. It can be a (laughs) tiny little incremental thing that you do that shows how brave you are. So, you know, I do 
feel like this is a book that I would have needed when I was a child. No one told me these affirmations. And I wonder what kind of person I would have been Mm. if someone said them and I believed them. You know, if I believed that I was worthy, would I have made the same decisions that I made with, let's say, bad relationships? If I Mm. believed that I was enough, would I have made those decisions? And I say, who knows? But I do know that we can raise all of our children with these and see how that turns out. So you said something where, which was really poignant. We only have so long to be children. But as anybody who's who has kids realizes very quickly, you only have so long to be a parent of those children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my, my, young, my oldest just turned 21. And you, <laughs> really? Really? you know, yeah. Tim, just stop. Just Crazy. stop, Tim. You know, now, now, thank you for making me feel old right enough. now, Tim. Thank Finally. you very much. Lily, the twenty-one-year-old. Um, I know. Who's got more gray on their on their head right now? I think uh, that'd be me. Buddy. Oh, yeah, it is true. But I'm but but I'm I'm, I'm fast approaching you on the beard, though. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, the beard. Yeah, I like the beard. It just you makes know? you look even more handsome, Dulé. Well, well, thank you. I'm just trying to catch up to you, Tim. Pretty ass Tim. You see. <laughs> Pretty ass. If I can Tim. only lean like Tim Amundsen. If I can only lean against the wall like Tim Amundsen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Lily is 21. That is yeah. crazy. Wow. It's nuts. You know, like time really does zip yeah. zap through. Mm-hmm. It's zip zap off. Moving so fast. You know, but- I will say, I will say this though, like it was very important to have, be able to come on the psychologists are in it, especially with this book, because all things that Jasmine was saying about putting the seeds inside of young people to let them know, young mm-hmm. children to let them know that they are great exactly how they are, owning that, not going against the grains. You don't have to be like everybody else. That is what I love about psychos. I've always said that. What I love yeah. about psychos is psychos, or we are not a group of people who try to be like everybody else. We're not a group of people who are like, oh, is that the cool, that's what the quote unquote cool thing, let's do it. Psychos are the type of people to me that celebrate the uniqueness of each other. All the wild idiosyncrasies that we all have, mm-hmm. we, we cheer that on. We say, no, you are you exactly the way you are. You are nobody's pawn. You are a queen. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's what psychos say. And I really thought that this book especially would land in the hearts of the psychos because that's that's what this message is. This message is exactly what this community is. Yeah. And celebrating you for exactly us, for exactly who we are individually and, and collectively. And being able to say it and not feel bad about it. So you know, like well sometimes, said. Yeah. Sometimes we like... Some kids to hear their parents say it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe see them start to believe it in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, so a long time ago, I mean, I'm only 30, so I don't know how many years ago this was, but <laughs> somewhere, you know, about yeah. 15 years ago when I was a child and a new parent, just joking, I wasn't a child <laughs> when I became a new parent. But <laughs> when, a, when a joke turns sideways, I know, I'm like, wait a minute, wait it's like, a minute. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yikes. But, um, you know, I was having a conversation with Kennedy. And I thought, wow, I want her to love herself. And that's how Most Perfect You, that was a conversation that I had with Kennedy that prompted that book Mm -hmm. 15 years ago. And shortly after that, I thought, okay, well, I've heard her say these things that she she wants to look different, to be pretty. Now, how can I make sure that she loves herself? Like, what is something, truth to action? What can I do now that I know this truth of how she's feeling? And I had read somewhere that saying affirmations in first person rewire your brain to believe what you just said. And so that's how when people are like, I'm so sick, psychosomatically, you can make yourself sick. 
Like when people take a placebo pill and they think, oh, I have a heart pressure, blood pressure medication, and then their blood pressure is low. You yep. can trick your brain into thinking whatever it is that you wanted to think. Yep. So instead of tricking it into something negative, why don't we fill it with something positive? And by saying affirmations in first person, it's a placebo. It's just like taking a pill that you think is helping your heart and your heart gets better. It's because you believe that it can. And that's what affirmations do for people. And so yeah, that- I, I, so I really got to say, you know, a lot of people sort of bump on the word affirmations, but this book goes so far beyond Stuart Smiley. Oh, God. I made you guys up here for a um, <laughs> No watchers know what I'm talking about. He goes hey, that, everyone. But I also, I also like that one. I'm good enough and smart enough and doggone it. People like me is, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's classic. nothing wrong with that one. <laughs> I'm the fourth book. Yeah. Why mess with well, you know what? I'm very impressed that you pulled that out, Maggie. I'm I really am. impressed that you pulled that out. <laughs> I am too. Bravo but, to yeah, Maggie. That was, uh, Maggie. <laughs> and um, let's go with even take it beyond who uh, performs to it. Smiley. Oh, Al Franken. Oh, Franken. And yeah. that, that episode was narrated by the intensely wonderful Phil Hartman. Yeah. And now it's time for Daily Affirmations. Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smiley. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I, I like I like oh, this, but <laughs> I uh but I I'm super down with the uh affirmation talk and I don't think there is enough of it. And I feel, I, I do kind of think, I hear you, Tim, a little bit on like, I don't know, that dumb association that people might have with it over that sketch skit. Maybe you got made fun of at some point, maybe like whatever. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying about it, I think is, it's not just like, oh, right, that makes sense. It's like proven. It's, it's proven. It's true. Like it's real. Scientifically proven. Yeah. And yeah. I also wanted to ask you all about the illustrations as well, because they're so beautiful and so aligned. You know, again, that 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 image that like you will now have is just like you doing like the the kid who's eating alone and saying being brave is, you know, it's the words. Yes. And then the illustrations that go along with it. This, I mean, both books are so, so beautiful, but it's different. Right. The illustrators yes, are different. Yeah, it's different. So this time. Um, I really wanted to go with a male illustrator. Last time I had Tamisha Anthony, who just did a fantastic job. And it was a little girl, you know, Irie, and that's Kennedy Irie. So that's mm -hmm. Kennedy. And since I, I, we have two children, it was only right that the second cover be a little boy. Now, I'm going to tell everybody this is another exclusive. But <laughs> Levi believes that this book is called Most Perfect Levi. <laughs> and we're not going to tell him anything different. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So most perfect Levi. Well, great. It, it is. It is and in it a is, way. His thing, it is most perfect Levi and it's yeah. most perfect any child that the book is being read to. So yeah, insert, Levi. insert name here. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, exactly, it is exactly that's, that's Levi. So oh yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, oh no, that's me. I yeah, love me. that picture. So our illustrator, Shamar Justice Knight, um, I had looked through hundreds of illustrators and I knew that I wanted a person of color and I wanted a male because people of color only represent 5% of all of publishing. So not black, not Hispanic, not mm. Asian, not, mm. you know, native, you know, American or 
indigenous, every person that isn't considered white fits into 5% of publishing. And so I thought if I have an opportunity to have these books, let me open the door for somebody else to, you know, come on through. And so Tamisha Anthony, that was the first book, Most Perfect You, was the first book that she illustrated. And now she's off to the races. Now, Shamar, when I um, was introduced to him, hadn't yet illustrated anything either. But he is so great that he got two books kind of back to back. And I'm not sure which book will come out. So this will either be his first book out or his second book out. But at the time, he was hadn't been published anywhere. Yeah. And I saw his work and I thought it was just fantastic. And it was the type of art that I thought was needed to bring the words to life for little kids that can't read. So now that's the other aspect Mm -hmm. of it is that when you do a children's book, you have to make sure that the reader is grasping something and the listener is grasping something. But when you have a two-year-old or a three-year-old, the pictures really say what the story is about. And so when you get to I am deserving, which is a complex, mm. a complex, well, like what does deserving idea. mean? Mm-hmm. And then you see a little boy eating three scoops of ice cream by a swimming pool with sunshades on, <laughs> lounging on a lounge chair. Like then that. you can say, oh, I can take a break. Mm-hmm. I can eat ice cream. Mm-hmm. I can kick my feet up. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to be deserving. Yeah. Just by simply eating. Okay, I got it. And when I tell you Shamar just, took it to another le- level. And like you said, Tim, everything is just in line. Everything lined up. And this is a little, uh, little tidbit about Shamar. Not only is he a magnificent illustrator. And a new but, father. And a new father. Oh. But he is a principal. Of a school in Atlanta. He's an educator. Really? Yes. That's amazing. And you're, so when, you discovered his art. Like you're the, this is the first time. I'm, you- one, of, I'm one of, one of two authors that were like, we want him. And we kind of wanted him at the same time. And funny enough, I knew the other author and we were like emailing back and forth. And I was like, I just got this, you know, new illustrator. And she was like, me too. Oh my, randomly. Stop it. I got a first, I am not joking. I got a first time. And I was like, oh yeah, I think mine's is a principal. And she was like, wait, is, are you talking about Shamar? And I was like, are you talking? And so this lady that writes phenomenal children's books, we both <laughs> picked him at the same time based on his talent. You know, look, we're, we're all wow. four of us are actors. And remember that first big job that you got, how hard it was to get because nobody wanted to be the first. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're a really great actor, but I can't risk You've never it. been hired. a lot of money yeah. on the line. Yeah. It's the same thing in publishing. On it's our like little no show, one- we would call that a psychotic a uh, psychic connection moment. Then it, no, that is was. that it is what we call it. Yeah, and that's what it is. That is what it is. You would, you would <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, that we got we got him. And listen, at the time he had just had a baby, <laughs> so he was this a principal of a school. He had just had a baby. He had two books to illustrate, and when I tell you, he didn't miss a single deadline. He did everything brilliantly and the artwork is just phenomenal. phenomenal when I was looking at the art I was like oh my gosh I want this there's one I am gifted and it's a little girl in outer space with like <laughs> the, the astronaut suit and, it's so cute oh my yeah. gosh yeah. I thought I want this as a piece of art he's just so creative yeah. so he's fantastic and we feel really really fortunate that we took our time and like sought him out and he agreed he read the manuscript as well and he liked the story and he came on board and it's been a really phenomenal partnership with him. 
I just recently started using Green Pan for all of my cooking. I am so in love. You know, a pet peeve of mine is when something says it's like nonstick and then everything sticks. Sometimes too, when you're cooking like a really good pasta, really good, like oily, yummy, tomatoey pasta sauce, it can like stain a little or whatever. I absolutely love these pans. Like they're foolproof in a way. And I'm an amateur cook, so I need that. And they're beautiful. They make me want to cook more and they're very easy to clean. Nothing sticks. It's just, I can't say enough about them. Anyway, this podcast is sponsored by Green Pan. (laughs) But those are real statements. It's not just because they're sponsoring the podcast. I have fallen in love with these pots and pans. In 2007, Green Pan's founders discovered that traditional nonstick pans were made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic with heat. That's why they created a new alternative without forever chemicals. Green Pan introduced the world to ceramic nonstick cookware and have over 150 patents to prove it. They are the leaders in creating cookware without harmful toxins. So why does making cookware with ceramic matter? It doesn't emit fumes when it's cooked. It doesn't. It actually doesn't. And this is another pet peeve of mine with pants. It conducts heat evenly. It's super easy to clean up and allows you to cook with less oil or butter, making the foods you cook healthier. And I know I just like said all that, but it's actually true. Aside from various cookware collections, they also carry kitchen appliances like slow cookers and waffle makers, bakeware, and premier cutlery that's crafted from recycled steel. And they've got a 60-day return policy, so you have plenty of time to make sure Green Pan is right for you. That's huge, by the way. I kind of love everything about Green Pan. I think I have like the 13 piece. Anyway, it's the kind of grayish white with the gold handles. And you guys know I'm just like a sucker for beautiful packaging, but this actually like holds up. It's so good. It's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Come on, head over to greenpan.us and use promo code pineapple and you'll receive 30% off your entire order. That's so much plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, that's 30% off. So go to greenpan.us and make sure to use our promo code PINEAPPLE. I have to say the story you were just telling about like the first job, like this being the first illustration or whatever, I was thinking about you because this was just this, that it just speaks to your talent, but it's beyond that in like your, uh, awareness and connectedness. You know, you were talking about like, you know, you had, you had this book when you were younger, what dip, what choices have been different or whatever, but what you did was from that, from all of these experiences that you had now look at what you're doing and giving Mm -hmm. to the world based on what you've done. And also it speaks to how, special, talented, all those words like uh, you are in your vision for this, that you you also were a first. Like this was a first that somebody saw yes. in you as well because they were like, oh, this is there's no world where we need this in the world. Yeah, and I'm really thankful for that. This was, so I was fortunate enough to sell both of these books to Random House at the same time. So I didn't have two book deals. It was just one book deal. And the, you know, my editor- and publisher, Random House, they believed in me and they said, you know what, here we go. And they did give a first time author a chance, which is what more and more is needed, right? You can't have more female authors or authors of color if you don't give an author an opportunity to show you what they can do, which is why it's also important to buy books and to go watch TV shows and go to the movies and go see a play Because you think that it's enough for me to have a book and I'm grateful and I'm thankful for the book. And, 
You know, when something speaks to my heart, I'll write another book. And uh, Dulé can add all the periods and commas. That, that he <laughs> and the rhyming. And the rhyming. A couple of rhyming words. Yeah. <laughs> but if no one buys the book, this is the trick. If no one buys the book, if no one sees the TV show, if no one goes to the movies, then the powers that be say, see, we tried. It just didn't work. And then they mm. don't give another woman a chance to direct a TV show. Right. They don't give right. a person of color right. a chance to write a movie and it be a blockbuster. They don't give a mother of two a chance to write children's books. And so it's really important that we support not just me and Dulé in this book, but just support people that are trying to put art out there that are in the minority category. Yeah. Because, you know, we we used to love a show on Apple TV Plus called Pachenko. Oh, yeah. And it's such so a good. beautiful. I feel mm. like it's coming back for a season two. But we have yeah. been talking about it or I read something. And one of the people that starred in Pachenko was like, but if you lo- like watch it and tell your friends to watch it. Because if you don't watch it, we won't come back. And that is the point. Like, you know, it was a show about Koreans in Korea and Japan. It wasn't even in a, set in America. Right. And so some Americans are like, why would we watch that? You watch that so we give other people opportunity to tell their stories. Because there's so many stories that are worth being told. So Also, art is, is art. It doesn't have to just relate to you <laughs> to, to or yourself, your right. experience. Like, if, if you allow yourself to look beyond yourself and then you can find stories and find experiences that actually you do see yourself in. Yes. You, just, you have to allow yourself to do that though. Without yes. thinking, though. It has to be something that is immediately familiar to me. And how much I can engage more it. empathy that you say we that have for people? Because yeah. we have, I'm like so bad with my left and right. I, so, you know, so, you know, people, if anybody watching this, we're actually sharing a headphone. <laughs> oh. That's why we have like this weird lean going on. Oh, that's that so cute. Far. See? That's so cute. I thought it was just because y'all so, were cuddling. So for all you watching, yes, we are weirdos. We are, and we embrace it. Thank and God. We actually love it. See? We love it. So some pushback about um, books. Now, when Kennedy was growing up, there were not a lot of books with people of color. There just weren't. Her book, her favorite book was Pinkalicious. And it was about a little girl who loved pink. And then after Pinkalicious came Purplicious and then Silverlicious. And she found value in that book. She loved that book. But that book didn't feature a little girl that looked like her. And it didn't need to. But that was the norm, right? You know, white children on books is Mm -hmm. like the norm. Mm -hmm. That's 95% of publishing is that. And so now I would just also tell people that just because you see the books and most perfect Levi, AKA repeat after me, has a little <laughs> brown boy on the cover. Don't count yourself out. Because for, you know, a hundred years in this country, black people that have read books to their children never counted a book out because it didn't have us on the cover. So right. I would say right. in all things, just give it a chance. Yeah. Wow. So. I'm, I want to have you all on every... <laughs> Every week. <laughs> I had a great uh, sort of psych full circle moment in reading the book yesterday. Mm. And it's interesting, Jazz, that you um, said Dulé helped with some of the rhyming words. We've talked before about one of Dulé. I just had a flashback to being in the makeup trailer before we started rolling. And one of Dulé's um, techniques of working, warming up his voice and his elocution, reading Dr. Seuss out loud. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. So that's... <laughs> Just had, he was had preparing that for this moment. If you want to learn how to enunciate, you can read Dr. Seuss and try to read it as fast as you can. 
They are some tongue twisters. And he does the humana humana. What is the thing that you do? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about um, we were doing what did we do? Oh, we did feet don't kill me now yesterday. Uh, yep. actually, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. So we were talking about your yeah. tap dancing and the and the rhythm and learning lines and you 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 keeping the energy up on set when we were uh, we were getting down because we could we could come on set. Tim said he he would know when you were either running lines or like trying to you know keep your energy up because he'd go past your your trailer and hear your tap board oh, yeah. all the time. It was great. Keep that blood flowing. You know what I mean. All right. So the book comes out when May second. May second. Second. Now. Is it pre-ordered? Tell us everything about how we buy it, where we buy it. Tell every, tell all the psychos and let's all spread the word. Well, well I'll let Jasmine give you all that information. I was going to just drop a little, another tidbit. Oh, more which, tidbits. All the tidbits. We're not wrapping second, up. I'm just, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh! For those of you who know or don't know, is one day know, before my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> The book came out most perfect. You came out on his birthday. That's right. This year, I'm going to give him a day. Yes. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> look, what's already, look what's already on my calendar. <laughs> See, do his birthday. birthday. Come on now. Come on now. May the 3rd. So, yes, the book comes out May 2nd. Okay. It is available for pre-order now wherever you get your books. So, wherever books are sold, you can get this book. So, if you want to go to a local bookstore, they can pre-order it for you. Or if you want to get them from Amazon, you can go and click pre-order. I think the good thing is like most of these places, Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, they'll try to get it to you on May 2nd. Right. So if you order it now, you'll get it the day Mm -hmm. that it comes out. They'll have it in the mail and delivered by that day. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, you can get it wherever books are sold. That's right. And then when is the series coming out? You know what, Maggie? We're going to talk about that offline so we can have you come. <laughs> um, so Maggie can voice a character. Yeah, I want to voice a character. Yay, um, let's go. You, you will be known as Capable. Capable. Oh, I'm Capable. Wait, that's not in the book, though. Wouldn't that be I'm so kidding. cute, though? I would love to the be The character's capable. like, I am Capable. I would like and to be capable. I am brave. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The show is writing itself as I want to be Capable. I want to be Capable. I feel like you have a lot of books in you. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's there's a lot. There's a lot. Well, Jasmine definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to read them all. Does. Even just I, like yeah. listening to you all talk today and I don't know, your perspective and the way you turned uh, your experience into. And and it's it's just love. Like it's so purely love. And I feel like that's, that's rare and it's special. Well, look, we definitely need more of that in this world. I'm a big believer of planting the seeds where and when you can. Even with this book, I think about the phrase of Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. And really, it's just trying to play a part in moving our society, our community, our relationships in the direction of positivity, in the, re- in the direction of understanding, in into the direction of acceptance. We all have our insecurities. We all have our dark places that we don't, that we, that we can use some light being sh- some light shining on. And it's like, uh, this is just a step uh, in the right, in we, what we hope is in the right direction of planting some seeds of of love. So to hopefully we can get, get to a better place because we really are in a challenging place. We, yeah. When the books were written, they, we were in a challenging place and I still feel that 
we are. There's a lot of weight in the world right yeah. now. We need a little bit more light. Darkness. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I know that look, I can, we, I can we, always count on Dulé and Jasmine for putting more light out into the world. A hundred percent. Like, no, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, that's like, that's why I want to so read all the, the books. Beautiful, beautiful people I'm looking at right now, Maggie, James, and Dulé, I just want to say, and you can say it in your head when you're done. You're all good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like you. <laughs> you're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh, it, we like you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we like you. We all like each other. Dulé, I love what you said too about the psychos. And I think our psych family, I feel like there is a lot of, as you were saying, Jasmine, about how when you say um, just like the placebo or whatever, I think it's the same. It's like if you are in when I say in love, you know, if you are are working in love, if your experience with people is trying to at least stay in that or whatever, it breeds more of it. And Correct. so it just in general, and I feel like we've, we are lucky to have our little fam and then our extended psycho fam, and then all of them are going to read your book and it's going to be spreading more of that. I just hope that everyone that reads this book knows that we wrote this book for them. And, and that is the truth. When it all came to me about being about to sell the book, when I was on the precipice of becoming an author, I told Dulé, it really only matters to me that people that need this book get this book. Everything Mm. else is extra, like anything else. I just really thought it was important for people to be able to know that there are people in the world that believe the best things about them and that we also want them to believe the best things about themselves. And that's really what this book is about. We already believe that about you. We see the goodness in people. They say, find the good. So we see the goodness in people, but it would be really helpful if people saw the goodness in themselves. And that's what we hope that this book will bring. So if you have children, if you don't have children, if you if you like to read, if you like to be read too, this book is definitely for you because it's just a reminder to yourself of all the good things that you are. If you need to warm up before going on camera or on stage. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You see? You can say, repeat after me and you can do it very fast. You know I am, what I'm saying? Yeah. The rhyming. I am loved. I am liked. I am ready. <laughs> I think it's more like the rhyming parts. It's not just, uh, I am strong. It's just not muscles that make you strong. I'm your capable. brain, your I'm capable. voice over you lifelong. I think that's what it is. You all are putting out into the world is, is pretty amazing. We think like all the kids in, that are going to experience this book and what it's going to do to hopefully change their lives and themselves. Yeah. And just that's and, our hope. That is the hope. Mm-hmm. And that will just keep going and folding out. The domino effect. Those ripples mm-hmm. of positive. We'll just keep on going. So that's right. So I'll end by saying this. I'm not ending it. This might be the last thing I say because it's going to be so profound. You know when you're having a bad day and somebody cuts you off and you're like, F you! And you yeah. like are losing your mind because you're already in that state. Now imagine you've just done affirmations and you believe them and then somebody cuts you off. We've all been in a good mood when somebody cuts us off. And we're like, oh, don't worry about it. And you're sticking your hand out of the window. Don't worry. Hopefully this book will be that. Mm. That'll set you on a path of goodness instead of like tightness and anxiety. Because if we had a world of people like, oh, no, don't worry, then road rage goes away. Right. If everybody realizes that somebody is coming from someplace and that they're all important and that you are enough, then, you know, incrementally, hopefully we'll have a really big change. That's so well. And then I'm dropping the mic. land the plane for the psychologists are in with a profound psychologist moment. (laughs) 
And I, are you snuggling because uh, you... It's, he keeps... I keep moving. Yes, yeah, so, you know, she starts doing this. And then I gesticulate like, whoa, whoa. a lot. You know, I'm moving around. <laughs> I like it. So, I like it. that can't see us and can only hear us, I am a very passionate person, so I move a lot. But that is not conducive to sharing a set of headphones. <laughs> it's true. It is true. My bad. Especially when listening to books on tape at night, I would imagine. <laughs> we used to do this on airplanes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we you could watch dong- the same and thing. And then we bought a dongle. Anybody remember where that word was very popular? Oh, I still can't hear it without never giggling. Not funny. I giggle. I just never giggle. Not funny. <laughs> never a not dongle. funny. We shared dongle. Mm-hmm. You so we did not have a dongle today. You share a dongle. A dongle. Interesting. Huh. We do. You do. We actually do share a dongle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just put away right now. Okay. And all of your data <laughs> is on that dongle. <laughs> I've, I've seen it's those. put away right now? They're double dongles. Yeah. It's in its protective, you know, covering. Uh-huh. You got to keep it yeah. in a safe place. Yeah, under wraps. You got to pick and choose when you pull yeah. out the dongle. Because dongles are invaluable. You know? You can't pull out your dongle everywhere. No. Don't pull out your dongle everywhere. No, when you're pulling out your dongle. It's a place and a time to pull out your dongle. And this was not it. And you got to know who's around you before you pull out the double dongle. Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't want to pull a double dongle. Jeez. Yeah. That's a... Same. Same. But now I'm curious. Have you ever tried putting a dongle in a dongle? Okay, goodbye. All right. That was... <laughs> this is what this is about a children's book. Sorry, guys. We, we yeah. really just podcasted the shit out of it and might be editing the shit out of it as well. Yes. Um, yes. No. Yes. Uh-huh. yes and yes. 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 And yes. Which you can't put on Oprah. So this was a um this is a I great felt free. Run. You were freer here. No oh, yeah. Yeah. We're free here to We're talk not about sharing earphones on Oprah. No, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about dongles, you can talk about dongles. We talk about see. nothing's off limits, it's guys. What did it, yeah. it might get edited out, but you can definitely talk you can about, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's uh, off limit. I mean, not everything's gonna get to the air, but no. <laughs> repeat after me. May 2nd, and order it man. now, the day yes. before. Dulé Hill's birthday. That's right. So what do you want for your birthday? I want for everyone to order the book. I want for everyone to read the book. And I want for everyone to be filled up by the book to bring a brighter tomorrow to themselves and the world around them. And to a happy birthday to you. What I, well, yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and to bring, yes, and to, that would make it a very, very happy birthday for me. I can't think of a better way to end on. Your birthday Let's gift would be everybody's birthday gift. You see what yes. I'm saying? Yes. a giver. You see what I'm saying? See, now you're moving. How do you how do you give to me for my birthday? Give to you. Uh <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. So Maggie, we hope to see you tomorrow. Oh, yes. God. I will text you. Much love to everybody. Um, Psychos, guys. you really are the best though. I always want to take the time just to shout you all out. I really do appreciate you. Appreciate the support you've given over the years, not only to me, but to each other. Let's always hold on to that. And let's keep on running our race because the best is yet to come for all of us. Much love to you. What? Come on, son. You know that's right. Later. I know. He hit you with all of them. I love it. All at once. It's he so said, good. Oh, it's like a big Mac attack. <laughs> hit you with all of them. Oh, I love you guys. I love this we book. Love I love everything that you're doing. And it's so good. And it's so important. 
thank you so much to Dulé Hill. Thank you so much, Jasmine Simon. We love you both so much. This was one of my most favorite episodes of this podcast ever. Incredible writers spreading incredible love. Anyway, we will see you next week when we talk about season five, episode four, Chivalry is Not Dead, But Someone Is with one of our absolute favorites, Andy Berman. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the psychologists are in and our Twitter at psychologist pod. Plus check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash psychologists are in for full episodes of the pod and a chance to even be on the pod. And Motor City is coming up. The VIP and I think the premiums are already sold out, but regular tickets are still available. Please get your tickets to podcast the shit out of it live with us. We love you psychos. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.